Hey guys, in this podcast we are going to talk about a lot of stuff, a lot of fun stuff. So we're talking about books, but we also talk about my biggest breakthroughs when I was starting out as an entrepreneur. We'll talk about 5.30 in the morning drinking Senseo and watching one crazy guy on the internet. Um, we're talking about Donald Trump. We talk about a lot of different stuff and I think it's a fun episode, some cool stuff. Take care and have fun. Live from Amsterdam, this the Ilko the Bull podcast. Yeah, so um, first thing I would like to know is um, what was your first experience or situation or whatever it was that made you decide to become a businessman? I was scared that you were going to ask another question, like, what's the first time you... And I was like, uh-oh. So, first uh, time what? Nah, whatever. <laughs> so, um, I've... I don't know, man. I remember when I was young, um, I always had ideas, you know, entrepreneurial ideas. So, um, I always... Um, I was always selling stuff, and when I was getting presents, when I was... At my birthday, I was thinking, like, okay... For how much can I sell this stuff? And uh, so it's it's just in me. And uh, but when I was younger, I I had jobs. So um, I I worked for five years in a supermarket. I had like twelve different paper routes. I used to be a taxi driver for five years when I was still at the at the university. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, and when I did my internships, I did three internships, and all the three companies I worked for. They all went bankrupt, and I saw all the owners of the companies really stressed out, obviously, because they went bankrupt. So I used to doubt becoming an entrepreneur, till one day there was a guy, um, his name was Ronald, and um, I, was, I was working in the supermarket, and the supermarket was about to go bankrupt, but it was from a franchise uh, company called Spar, and... Um, so Ronald, he used to own two supermarkets, sold those supermarkets, and they hired him to keep running the company, the, the supermarket, as an interim manager. And he was, he saw the entrepreneur in me. So every morning when I went to the supermarket, he showed me the numbers of the of the of the uh, vegetable department. Uh, so vegetables and fruits. And he challenged me to like, okay, increase the sales of these bananas and these spinach and everything. And I didn't have anything with um, with uh, with the products, but he challenged me. And then, so he challenged me to sell more. So uh, I had to do, uh, I had to create material in the um, in the supermarket um, to sell more. So basically, we bought a thousand bananas and we created like an entrance full, entrance full of bananas. And then. I saw, like the day after, he showed me the numbers. Like last week, we four percent of all the sales of the supermarket was uh, uh, vegetables and fruits. And now, because you did this and this and this, now we're at six percent. So we sold more vegetable and fr- vegetables and fruits, and there was bigger margins. And then he took me uh, on the road to different suppliers who, where we could buy. And it was so funny. This I, I totally forgot about this. So that's why I'm, it's, it's fun to share. He showed me the supplier where we could buy, for example, bananas cheaper. Mm-hmm. So at supplier A, we bought the bananas for, like, I don't know, like a gilder per piece or whatever. And then there was this other supplier, and they had bananas that were almost like uh, out of date. And we could buy them for 20 cents. So we bought a lot of bananas, and, then, and that was amazing. And he gave me the, the confidence, and he gave me the... the uh, uh, yeah, the, the freedom to come up with with my own ideas and I loved it I loved it and he convinced me that entrepreneurship is a great thing because he he proven he had proven to himself that entrepreneurship is 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 amazing so I told I remember when I told him like I don't know if I want to become an entrepreneur I was like 16 17 18 something like that I told him I don't know if I want to become an entrepreneur because I see all these stress and all this shit and everything and he was like, no, man, it's the best thing ever. And if you do it well, it could be amazing. And um, so he changed my mind. 
And um, and that was the moment I decided, okay, I'll, I'll become an entrepreneur. And I think, I think, I don't know if it was that, if it was that consciously, but um, yeah, that was that was a good moment. And uh, like five years ago, I uh, I uh, contacted him again. It was like ten years. We didn't we didn't have any communication for like ten years. I contacted him again. I was like, dude, thanks, man. Thanks for uh, mm. for 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 sharing for the inspiration uh, for the inspiration. Yeah, and um, that's something we should do, man. It's it's if you become successful, it's amazing and really valuable to thank the people that helped you on your path, and even if it was a small thing, you know, for him, it was just a conversation we had when we were like putting the bananas in the whatever, and he was like, no, it's a great thing, but that made a big impact on me, and I thanked him for that, and and, um, and something else, there was a guy... So you're talking about the importance of showing gratitude? Oh, big time, big time, and, um, and now, for example, he might not be, and don't want to sound cocky or arrogant, but might not be business-wise as, fin- uh, as successful as I am, but he helped me. Uh, he was a, he was a small but a big part of my of my uh, of my uh, development as an as an entrepreneur. And there was this other guy. It was 2005 when I um, when I really took my started to take my business serious. Um, but there was no YouTube in 2005. And every morning, my wife um, she worked at a kindergarten when we uh, we were still living in uh, in Groningen in North Holland. And um, every morning I went to my office. I rented rented an office for like 250 euros. It was an attic at um, at uh, in Groningen, and I had three cheap desks that were almost falling apart, and uh, cheap computers and everything. And I had my own Senseo uh, uh, machine, which is a coffee machine. And um, Dani, Daniela, my wife, she um, she had to work. She starts at like 6:30. But it was a one-hour drive, so our alarm clock went off every morning around five in the morning, and so every morning she drove me to my office because it was like seven kilometers from my uh, from my uh, from my house. It was in the center of, of Groningen, and my house was in the ghetto of Groningen, which was outside of the center. And um, and every morning I came there at the office for like like five thirty or something. Um, First thing I did was put a Senseo pad in the machine, get a Senseo coffee, and then start the computer, wait five minutes because there were old computers. And then there was this guy online, He had a, his name is Earl Mann, and um, every day he posted an inspirational video on his website, and it's called Momo Video or whatever. And um, And I don't know how I found out about him, but he didn't have a huge following, so... He didn't have a lot of people following him, but every day he inspired me, and he was teaching me basic personal development lessons, which I never heard of. So I never read a book till 2005 about business or personal development or whatever. And he came with these basic principles like think big and you got to have a goal and all that stuff, and I never heard about that stuff, and it was so inspiring to me. So every morning at 5.30, I turned on the computer, had a cup of coffee, and watched Earl Mann for one episode, So and after that I went to work, so... And uh, I remember two years ago when I was on Necker Island. It's exactly two years ago. No, yeah, yeah, it's exactly two years ago. And um, I was on Necker Island, and I was feeling so much gratitude in my heart. And I remember on Necker Island Googling him, because I haven't seen him for like eight years online or six years online or whatever. You talking about Earl Man? Yeah, mm-hmm. Googling him. And... Uh, uh, Found out about his, his his email address, I think through LinkedIn or something, and I showed and I sent him a long email like, dude, you really inspired me when I wasn't successful, when I was really still struggling with the business, and uh, and now I'm I'm here in a great week on Necker Island, which was which was on my bucket list for years, and and you were one of my inspirations, so thank you. And uh, and he replied, he was really grateful that I sent the sent the email, and uh, but for him as well, he's he's. I, if, if you look him up, he get like 28 views on his YouTube videos, and uh, and it doesn't matter. It's not uh, it's not the amount of views you have or whatever. So he's not maybe not financially really successful, or maybe not that many people know of him. But he inspired me, and I know that I inspire a lot of people. So basically, 
um, we have to, if, if you're thankful for me, for my lessons, we have to be thankful for him as well. Mm-hmm. We have to be thankful for, uh, for Ronald as well. Yeah, but it's, 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 good advi- it's good advice for all the people that are listening um, to start your day off with a motivational video. Yeah, 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 it's big time. And, um, and that's how I started. That's really, that's really how I started. And, I, and, and it was a new world for me. It really was a new world for me. And that's, um, but, what, and, but what made you make that switch to um, online business? Um, yeah, excellent, excellent. So uh, a lot of people, I don't know, maybe not too many people, but a lot of people know uh, know the story about how I started online. So I was selling, uh, I was a hip-hop record collector. And uh, it was 2000, and I had this, this this collection of a couple of hundred or maybe a thousand hip-hop records. And I had like a hundred records which I didn't like anymore, and mm-hmm. or I had them twice or whatever. Put them on Markplatz, which is the Dutch Craigslist, and I sold 500 guilders worth of hip-hop records and I bought them for like 80 guilders or whatever and that was the moment that I was like wow now I can really make money with my passion and this whole internet thing that's amazing you know so I remember at that time that um, we still had to pay uh, per minute because we 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 uh, I went online through just a telephone line <laughs> and uh, and my parents were always pissed off because you know nobody could call in and they couldn't call and uh and you know, I had to pay like hundreds of guilders a month, just telephone bills, and um, but it was so worth it. And it's I'm, my my parents weren't that pissed off; they didn't really care. They they were they were, they were supportive anyway. So, mm-hmm. but um, it was just funny, and um, so it was pure pure accident. Like wow! And then then something clicked. Like okay, I don't need to be the hustler anymore. I don't need all these jobs anymore. I could just make money with something I'm good at and with something I love. I don't know either if I was that conscious about it. It was just about something what? about that it was a life-changing thing. I probably didn't. It was just like, oh, I can sell some records on, on, on the internet. But I just bought and bought and bought records and uh, and sold and sold and sold records. And from there on, I, I grew my grew my business. And uh, It was really interesting, by the way. We are uh, moving now from... Um, from uh, our office in in the center of Amsterdam, in the, the pipe, as it's called, to east east uh, east part of uh, of Amsterdam, and uh, at the at the Wieboudstraat, Blasiestraat. It's uh, you know the Wieboudstraat, yeah, right? no, yeah. Right. It's a really cool place where we're going, and um, and we're moving. So, um, but there are still like eight big boxes of old administration from my companies, and. Um, so my first thought was, um, I'm going to digitalize everything, all the invoices and everything, because uh, in Holland, I think it's like you need to keep track of like the last seven years, and and um, everything that's older you can remove it because it's uh, uh, Uncle Sam won't uh, won't visit your older um, uh, uh, records, uh, invoices, stuff that administration. So it goes back to like seven seven years. No, two thousand. So. 2005. So my thinking was, okay, I'll I'll get rid of the, like 2005 to 2007 or 2008, mm-hmm. and I'll keep the the last seven years. And then I was I saw the I saw the uh, all the bookkeeping and everything, and I saw all my eBay invoices and everything. I was like, nah, man, I'm not going to digitalize this. I'm going to keep this. And um, so um, you're talking about keeping it in the original form. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll bring it here at my house, and because uh, it's so funny to see how much how much efforts I put in at that time and how much uh how less mon how how little money I made. So you you you're keeping the original papers just just to monitor your progress? Yeah, yeah, and it's just yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it's um and it's also just fun to look back like wow man, this is just ten years ago and it's it's such a big, big difference. We were in um in Barcelona a couple of weeks ago with my mastermind and I was uh, we were, while we were having dinner we were sharing stories uh, about like it was with Jesse with one of my one of my friends and and we were sharing stories about how we started our business and all the all the things we did um, to make money online and and but also the stupid things we did um, in the beginning, when we were starting out, just just to make just to make money, whatever. Like what? I can't explain, man. It's uh, 
Now, I just, just, so Yesu was, was explaining about his first um, product he was selling, which was um, the recordings of a webinar. So he, it was 2009, and he, um, he gave a webinar, and he recorded it with, a, with, a, with not a really professional camera. So he did a webinar, looked at the screen all the time, and he recorded it with a separate camera. And he recorded it and put it on DVD. And, you know, at a guy, there's a guy, his name, his name is Theo, and he creates DVDs. And so the whole DVD he was selling, it was like the, 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 the quality, it was not great, you know, of the, of the, of the form. Uh, the content was good, but the quality was not great. But that's just how we rolled back in the days because it was... For but if you're talking about 2009, so you and Yeso were like the first ones to start webinars. Yeah, yeah, and and but he recorded it and sell, sold it as a DVD, which is like funny nowadays. If you would if you would buy a DVD, you would expect some high quality stuff. Mm-hmm. But at that time, it was just seeing him in his little office talking to a computer, and those were the recordings, and it sold pretty well. And obviously, I was sharing my stories of my mess ups, like. I don't know, man. It's 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 so much, so many, and um, I mean, we've been selling, and I didn't notice uh, a course where three of the sixteen DVDs they just weren't working, and we found out like a couple of months later and stuff like that. And we sold like a lot of those, and I have so many. I mean, we could do a top, we could do a podcast about my business fuck ups. That's just funny, man. Because save it for another time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but we were just, and and so the moral of that story is that it's only like four or five years ago you know now it's 2015 and we were talking about we we had examples of 2009 2010 2011 of things that we're laughing about right now like dude did we really do that and it's only like four or five years ago and it's and the power of that is that you can look back because most of the time we 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 only look forward like okay where do we have to go and things are not good enough or whatever Mm -hmm. But if you look look back a couple of years, like how much did you grow, and how much can you grow the next couple of years? And so, just to look at those old um, administration of mine, I was like, wow, man, this is just ten years ago. But isn't all isn't it also proof how fast everything goes nowadays? Yeah, 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 big time. Because I mean, five years is not that long. No, it's nothing. It's it goes by really quickly. But the development, if if you're lucky, your growth. It's huge. It could be huge in five years, and um, and that's it's uh, that's why I like journaling as well to really um, write down everything to see later on, like okay, where was I a year ago? So because we all have shit, we all have problems, and we all have challenges, and it's really interesting always to me. For me, when I go to uh, to rough times, I'll just go back to my journals and I reread uh, where I was a year ago, two years ago, and I reread my, the problems I had a year ago. And I was like, wow, those problems are non-existent. I'm not even thinking about those problems. So do you have certain times that you do that, or do you analyze yourself like every day at the end of the day? No, I, I should, I should. But there are so many rituals you should do, you know, there's so many great stuff you can do to become the best version of yourself. I'm not rereading my stuff every day um i'm re and and it would be too much as well um but i'm rereading whenever i feel like i need to you know and um and the moments when when you want to reflect on how it was a year ago two years ago whatever those are good moments to go back into your journal but um now i'm not doing it on a daily basis i should i might even do it more but uh it's also uh Maybe like a gratitude list, things you're grateful for, because that's something you can always expand on, and mm-hmm. that's something it will never cost you time. It's it's an, always an investment of your time when you when you're grateful. You could never when you can never invest too much time or too much money in that stuff. Too much time. Too so, much is that also, is, so is that one of the reasons why you decided to write that book? Um, what do you mean, write that book? Because uh, you were talking about analyzing yourself, looking back at the progress you made, is there was there a certain point that you decided like this is something I got to share? Yeah, that's a good question. So I wrote my book. I launched it in 2012, I think in the summer of 2012, and it was a tough thing for me to write that book because a lot of that stuff, a lot of the content that was in the book, I didn't like anymore. So 
I used to do that for seven years, some, some things. Some things I did for 12 years. So, for example, when I talk about email marketing, it's in the book, it's an important thing, but I've been doing that for 12 years when I wrote that stuff. And I got sick of talking about that stuff. So, for me, I'm not passionate anymore to talk about email marketing or to talk about affiliate marketing or talk about SEO or whatever. But um, I felt that I had to document all that stuff that I know and that made me who I am at that time uh, so I could let it go, so I could just be okay with it and not talk about it anymore because it's in my book. And so I could tell anybody, just read my book. I remember last year I sent an email to my list. I did a nine-word email. nine-word email is just an email like, hey, what's up? How's your business going? And, um, and I got thousands of responses within a week. And, um, and so I was interested in how things were going with the people on my list. And then people came with their stories, which was interesting. But also people came with questions like, hey, man, can you, uh, things are going great, but uh, can you give me some advice on how to grow my business on Google? Or how can I, whatever. And I was like, oh, man, I, I really don't feel like answering that question because I just don't like it. And um, so basically what I just did, I sent them an email like, hey, man, send me your address and I'll send you my book for free because, uh, you know, there's a lot don't, of tips. We're talking about e-books? Uh, no, physical books. Okay. So I, I literally sold, uh, sold uh, sent out hundreds of uh, books um, last year when I sent that nine-word email because... Um, I wasn't into like answering questions about email marketing or whatever. And I, I do have to say that I've I'll really found my passion back from, from internet, for internet marketing and new techniques. I'm working on something cool right now as well, um, where I'm sharing. You're talking uh, about you, you're writing a new book at the moment? Uh, I don't know. I can't share too much, man. But uh, I, well, I am working I'm on not talking about, I'm not asking you about the content, but. Is, yeah, is there something like that in the works? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's something that's it's pretty um, recent. So I was so I'll, I'll I'll share with you. I was working on a book um, about entrepreneurship, and it was the, the topic was good, everything was good, and it was really. Um, but I feel that I'm seventy percent ready to write that book. I thought I was one hundred percent ready, but I feel like I'm seventy percent ready. Why? It's just a feeling. It's just a gut feeling. And um, I probably have to go through some more um, work, some more growth with my business, some more success with my customers. And uh, so I had a tough time writing the book. And um, so I'm, I'm really sensitive to stuff like that. When it, if something feels right, now let's, let's say it this way. If something doesn't really feel right, I, have a lot, I need a lot of discipline to get the work done. If something feels right, I'm a fucking monster. You know, I really like, if you look at my last week, I've been like, I probably did more work than anybody else did in a year or whatever. I didn't, and, and that sounds maybe cocky or arrogant or whatever, but I was really moving mountains. And last week I got the idea of writing another book. Um, but about, okay, one sec, about internet marketing, about internet marketing 2015, 2016, because I'm really addicted to internet marketing again, and I lost my love for internet marketing like a couple of years ago, and now it's back, and now I'm like, okay, I'll write this book in two months, you know, and the other book needed like six more, six more months to work on, and because now I feel like, man, I'm crushing it, man, we're crushing it with webinars and with Facebook and with email marketing, and we're going to crush it with SEO, and you know, we're, um, we're, I mean, like, like literally an hour ago, you and I were testing stuff for, uh, for Periscope and, uh, and, uh, we're on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. And I'm really liking, loving internet marketing again. So I'm like, nah, I gotta get into that right now. I gotta write that book. And as I said, if, if things feel right, I'm a monster and I'm, I cr I'll create something like that, something really valuable in a really short, short amount of time because it's just flow. And um, and the other book, it will come. It's like a year later or whatever. Um, so it's just it has to feel right. I don't have to. And you're an artist as well. I think you'll 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 get what I what I mean with that. When you're releasing new mu music or whatever, when you have to force yourself into writing or producing or whatever. No, whenever you have to force yourself to do something, it's not the right moment. Exactly. And um, But, oh, you, you, so you're talking about two books right now. Yeah, I have okay. two books in the writing. Yeah. I have 12 books in the writing anyway, but uh, but two big books, you know, like, uh, and it, no, I actually, 
I have three books in the writing right now. So um, I have one book that's like 40% ready. Mm-hmm. That's the, the book about entrepreneurship. I have one book that's, I think, 75% ready, which is about Necker Island. It's an amazing book, but it's, it's, uh, I think we'll, we'll release that one this year. Um, so I, 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 I created a magazine, Necker Notes. I think you have one. Yeah, yeah so I... I um, I shared this this Necker notes, these Necker notes, just with my mastermind and with good friends, and um, and um, but we were working on a real book about Necker Island, and it's uh, it's 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 great, and it's in the works for like eighteen months or something right now. And then the third thing is like one percent ready, but that's going to be the one that's be that's first, uh, and probably in two or three months, and that's the internet marketing book. Okay, so it's cool. a it's a sequel to my first book to Vince Pentanel. And uh, for the English listeners, it's called, it's called Profit.nl or .com, whatever. And it's going to be a sequel, and we're working on a name right now, like, okay, Vince.nl of 2.0 is kind of lame, you know, and people will confuse it with Web 2.0 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're working on the, maybe the biggest challenge is the title of the book. Uh, it will come. It will come, yeah, yeah. So it's a fresh idea, but it's this is going to be it, and... Um, and it's um, yeah, it's going to be good. I really look forward to it. And it's I never, to be honest, I never thought that um, that uh, that I'll write an internet marketing book uh, again. And uh, because the first one was tough, because my heart wasn't in it anymore. And I really needed a lot of discipline to write it, because there was stuff I was talking about for twelve years. I was really happy that I released it because it's a really good book. I mean, it's it's as I said in an earlier podcast, if the book wasn't wasn't around, we wouldn't be sitting here right now. So. Uh, but also, um, like today, I even got responses about my book, and it's still something that's eye-opening for a lot of entrepreneurs in Holland. Mm-hmm. Because it's, um, if you read the book, you can't not be inspired about the internet and what the internet can bring you. And um, and now this new one, it's going to be the same, but it's going to be much, much better. And um, it's uh, so I look forward to it. So talking about books, can you name a few books that inspired you? Um, yeah, man, it's just a few. Just a few that pop up in your head because I, I, I know you, 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 uh, you read a lot of books. Yeah, so oh, man, it's it's so diverse. Obviously, so I really like Seneca nowadays. It's uh, and I, I want to dig into it more. Seneca is a he was a Greek philosopher, right? Yeah, or a Roman. I don't know. He was a philosopher. I think he was a Roman philosopher. Mm-hmm. And um, and I I like. Maybe not the last month, two months, but like last year, uh, I, I I digged into him. I needed him at that time. Why? I was a, I had a I had a challenging phase in my in my um, in my life last year, and and um, uh, Seneca, he's like a stoic, and and the stoic stoicism is like it's almost um, uh, how do you, it's almost egotistical. It sounds a lot of people think it's egotistical to be a stoic. So, for example, as if you were a stoic, you built your life around you, for instead of built your life around other people or whatever. And I just needed his thoughts at that moment to um, to be with myself and to be okay with myself and to um, to not be needy of other people. And um, and uh, so that's that's for me. It was just a phase that I needed it. And um, so he helped me with that, and and I really related to him uh, when I was reading his books. And um, do you have one of his book titles that you can read? Yeah, yeah. So the, the best one, I think, and the easiest one is a really small book. I think I don't know if I gave you one. Yeah, you gave me one about um... on the shortness of life. Yeah, yeah, I gave you that book. So that's a small book, but it's like the essence of uh, of Seneca, and uh, it's it's. Uh, and all, what you can also do is, is listen to his audio. Um, there's one or two audio uh, books from him on uh, Audible, so you can just uh, or maybe iTunes. And um, it's just fun, you know, to um, to uh, uh, to go on a walk and listen to not him as a person because obviously he's uh, he's not around anymore, but to listen his to his ideas and stuff like that because it's not it's so. Not 2015, you know. Yeah, cause especially because um, he's, he, he's in, uh, in that book that you gave me, he's also talking about um, 
the time period of the Romans, mm. so it's it's a whole different yeah. time period. But but still, the human, humans didn't change a bit. No, no, no. And the human mind. No, no, no. Still the same. Yeah. You know the, the surroundings change. Yeah. So the lessons are are just they're valuable mm. in 2015, 2016. And um, but the fun thing is with with stoicism is that basically what it is is that you start to not care about what other people think about you. And we as humans, we care extremely about what other people think about us. Especially, I mean, we don't just put stuff on Facebook. No, we really think about what we put on Facebook. And um, uh, But as a, when you're a stoic, it's like you don't, you really don't care that much. And sometimes it's, it can be valuable to not really care about what other people think about you. And um, so sometimes in, in, in periods of your life, you might need it. And so it's, uh, Seneca is cool, but also. Um, but not, not not to cut you off, to to to. Because um, she said something uh, important right there about <coughs> excuse me about people um, really caring about um, other people's opinions, mm-hmm. and it also has to do with the time we're living in now. Because mm-hmm. every everything is in the op- in the open. Mm-hmm. If you post something on YouTube, people can comment on that, yep. on that, on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever. So, don't you think it also has to do with the the, the age that we're living in now? That everything is in the open. Everything that you put out there, you will get immediately feedback on it. Yeah, positive. Yeah, or negative. Yeah, and big time. And the interesting thing with with his way of thinking is that. Um, and that's that's really powerful as well. Is that you shouldn't be dependent on positive or negative feedback. So if somebody gives you positive feedback, it shouldn't affect you that much. Or if somebody gives you negative feedback, it shouldn't affect you that much. And so um, in that, with that mindset, you are just strong. You're okay. You'll do whatever you have to do, but you won't be distracted by or positive or negative feedback. Mm. Because positive feedback could be could ruin your life as well, and uh, I if mean, you believe in it. If you believe in it, yeah. I mean, you've been there, kinda. I think with your with your career as a musician, that all of a sudden, I mean, you're in front of big groups and um, people all of a sudden rave about you and they love you and everything. And um, and uh, if you, I mean, and and you know probably a lot of artists who suffered from the popularity they had. Because they were, they started thinking different about themselves. Uh, yeah, because you you um you will you will bump into a lot of people that are just saying it just to be near you. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and if if you look at, if you look at it that way, then it can be uh, self destructive yeah. if you start believing in all the yeah you know all the positive reactions. Yeah, because not all of them are really honest. Nope. And that's so interesting, man. And it's it's. I don't want to sound like a skeptical or angry angry guy, but um, when things are great, people want to be around with you. And when things are going bad, it's it's valuable to go through bad periods of periods once in a while to see who really who are really your friends. And, oh yeah, uh, I lost I lost a lot of friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, during the years, yeah. Ago. You know, that's the way it goes. Yeah, and uh, so if you have 20 friends and you'll stick with four great friends, it's a valuable thing because you're going to invest more of your time into those four great friends True. than in all the other people who like you because you're uh, because you're the successful guy. And it's uh, it sounds like angry, angry stuff or whatever, but it's just a reality. And um, and um, and it's not that those people are bad people. It's just that they are different and they're not. Uh, they might not be able to deal with your mess or whatever, and, and not that that's a bad thing, but it's it's really valuable to work to to be and and to hang around with great people. Yeah, the way I look at it is like certain people are not on the same frequency no more. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, this like radio station yeah. just switch to another station, yeah, yeah. listen to different music. Yeah. In this case, dealing with different yeah. people, other people are on the same frequency yeah. and have the same mind state. And yeah. Just move on. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a different frequency, and uh, that's so true. And uh, whatever happens, happens. And and exactly, just move on. And uh, yeah, that's interesting. So um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So for books, Seneca, interesting. Um, business wise, it's tough, man. It's tough. There's so much. And the thing is that we always try to say like, oh, you got to read these books because you actually wrote that book or read that book. Um, but there are probably so many books I haven't read that but are much better than the books I have read. So, um, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, let's just say it this way, if you're an entrepreneur that's not really business-wise that successful, so you're still struggling, you still need to like make money, uh, you're still fighting to pay your rent and stuff like that, and you're chasing, you're chasing money, um, start reading books about or biographies about business. So, for example, guys like Richard Branson or um, like like the successful entrepreneurs read their bios instead of searching for the next get-rich-quick thing. Because a lot of people, they they just need um, good business sense, you know. And, and that's, that's, I mean, business is not really complicated. It's, it's, it is, but on the other hand, it isn't. And we, a lot of times, we really look for the complicated stuff because it shouldn't be that simple. And, um, but if you look at Richard Branson, for example, the guy is not an extreme complex thinker. It's... Um, he sees the opportunity, he gets the right people, he he search for the right margins and good products and, you know, they'll grow, you know, they'll do marketing and that's it. And um, so a lot of what I see lacking with a lot of uh, entrepreneurs or people who want to start a business or struggle with building a business that they constantly chase new business opportunities. And I would really advise like, no man, read a book by, of Richard Branson or read a book like read business books stop reading marketing books read business books and um what's the main difference uh business is the the um marketing so yeah so the difference between business and the difference between marketing is with marketing it's tricks most of the time not all the time but it's tricks and, and it's powerful to know the tricks to make money um you need to learn that stuff eventually but if you don't have any business skills you will never maintain the business and you'll probably want to do everything yourself and um, because you think as a marketer. So I see the difference between being a business owner versus being a marketer is the difference between a king and a warrior. So if you're a business owner, you're the king. You know, you have your kingdom and, you know, you have your people and, and you have your... And as a as a marketer, you're just a warrior. You're chasing money and you're doing all that stuff to, to make money, which is... Because I'm, I, we, I mean, in this podcast, we talked about I'm in love with being a marketer again, and I'm in love with my inner warrior again when it comes to marketing. Because I really like marketing again, and I feel like a fucking warrior when I'm doing the marketing nowadays. You know, like last week alone, we did crazy stuff, and I feel like a warrior when we're doing that stuff, and that's that's a good thing. But I don't want to be the warrior all the time, you know. And um, so, a lot of people are just the warrior they're fighting all the time and i would really like to challenge a lot of people a lot of entrepreneurs who are starting out to okay also try to be the king also try to be you know uh, work on your business instead of in your business and um and think like really take time to think and strategy strategize your your business and your growth and all that stuff and don't do everything based on fear or excitement or but also be smart, like really be smart about it and be the, yeah, be the king. Like, and, and I never thought about it this way, so, but create king time. Like really take like 30 minutes per day of your time to think and to read and to write and to plan and to like, um, instead of just browsing all the time and, 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 and chasing and whatever. So, uh, yeah, more people, more entrepreneurs who are starting out or who are struggling, they just need more king time. But you you, 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 were talk, you just mentioned that you um, you just got that feeling back again, so you lost the feeling for marketing? Yeah. What, how do you mean? It's, um, it's, I think it's complex why and how, but um, I just didn't. I think it's a combination of multiple things, but I just didn't care that much anymore. Excitement was gone. Excitement was gone big time. I really didn't care anymore. So, um, yeah, it's it's because I was building my companies and my business and my team, and you know, I became a father, and 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 
so I was like I I wasn't really into like uh like chasing or whatever. I I was I w- I thought I was matured and I was like okay, this is past me. And maybe maybe this is the big one. Maybe I uh didn't want to be associated. So if we talk about associated with what? Yeah, so if we talk about um um not caring what other people think about you, maybe I did this because I cared about what other people thought about me. But so I tried, so maybe I wasn't wanted, I didn't want to do marketing anymore because it had a bad rep, because uh, because uh, in Holland, I mean everywhere, there's so many scammers out there, and I didn't want to be associated with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big one, so, um, and my association probably with marketing was that, was that uh, there are a lot of people who are just, you know, making marketing a bad thing, and um, so my way of marketing... Um, has always been really being valuable, like create value in the market. And um, so I have like over a thousand YouTube videos. I literally gave hundreds of webinars, um, hundreds of blogs, um, everything. And But I deep down I f- inside I felt that I was doing that to get something. So I'm giving to get. And I've been doing that for a long time. And I've been pretty successful with it. So you give something to get something. I give you great content, but eventually I'll get something from you. I want you to buy my $2,000 course or whatever. And um, I wasn't feeling it anymore. So I I, I went a different route and, and grew, grew my companies. And I um, started a sales department, for example, in our company. So we didn't have to do all the marketing anymore. And we could just do one-on-one sales and stuff like that. And... Um, and eventually, I felt like, wow, man, the way we're um, the way we're selling and the, the the thing we're selling, it's not who I am anymore. It's not. Um, it worked for me seven years ago and eight years ago, or six or five or four years ago. But now I don't really feel it anymore. And um, so I decided to switch the whole business model, and um, started selling different products, like coaching, like one-on-one coaching, group coaching, stuff like that, instead of digital products. And um, and all of a sudden, something switched with me. I didn't um, I didn't have to be the marketer anymore. I didn't have to give to get. No, I'm just... At, and that's what I say. Like, if, if, if I'm in the flow, I'm a monster. This These months, man, I've been creating so much valuable stuff. And, um, and it was... I'm giving without... Um, wanting to get something immediately from it, it's uh, it's uh, it's almost unconditional giving, which is never the case, obviously. But but in the in the in the way I did marketing earlier was just giving to get, and now it's just giving to give, and we'll see what 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 comes from it, and we see it immediately in our in our growth, in our reach, but also in our sales. So it's. Um, but don't you believe, like, um, I mean. It's, it- it's a good thing, right? I mean, if 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 the the motive behind it is positive, yeah, you know, it, it will come back to you. Well, that's the thing. That's that you, you hit it right on the head. It's uh, it's the motive. The motive is different right now. Now the motive is really to be to create crazy stuff, like really be valuable for everybody. And um, and the motive, to be honest, um, like a couple of years ago was. Okay, we have to be valuable for people, but eventually it's about us. You know, we have to grow our company. We have to do the sales, and now as well. I mean, we have to do the sales. I mean, I have a company. It's not a charity, but the motive nowadays is just like create so much cool value and really help a lot of people and um, and have the have the trust, the the uh, the security, uh, yeah, the trust that everything will be okay if you really offer a lot of value. So and. Once you make the switch from giving to getting to giving unconditionally, you are going to give unconditionally. It's like having a baby. You don't give to a baby to get something, because if you do, you will get butthurt. You know, I remember, you know, I mean, Danny now is two years and like three months old, but the first couple of weeks, first couple of months, we were, I was giving stuff, but it didn't get anything back from her. Um, what did you expect? Well, I expected maybe something. Uh, but it's unconditional. You can give unlimited amounts of love or whatever to your children, and you will never. Uh, so y- you don't really expect something back. Eventually, I mean, they can do the dishes or whatever. Not just kidding. But uh, but um, uh, it's like having a, having a, having a baby or a daughter or a son or whatever. 
you will give unconditionally to your children. Mm-hmm. And now I feel it with my business, with the, with the way we create. I mean, even this, now we're creating this podcast. I'm not selling anything on this podcast. And I'm not, you know, this is just, it's a Saturday afternoon right now. We could do anything right now, but we're creating value right now. True, but uh, don't you think like uh, there's a lot of value in sharing wisdom yeah. and knowledge? Yeah. That's, that's what you're doing right yeah. now. It's um, one of our customers died yesterday, which was really strange because he, uh, his name is Erik Verberne, and uh, he used to be our customer. He, he has, has been our customer since, I think, 2006, and he's been, like, literally on dozens of my seminars, and he was always around, and um, really friendly guy, and really positive always, and... Um, and um, it made me think again. This it always makes me think when somebody dies. I'm like, okay, what do you wanna, what do you wanna leave behind? What's your legacy? And um, and um, so so I was thinking about that this morning as well. And that's like doing this right now. It's it's so. This doesn't cost me any energy. It doesn't cost you any energy. This is something just we. There's there's one or two nuggets in this podcast for people who are listening. And uh, we can help them again, and um, and it's this is this is part of the legacy, you know. It's like I don't want to steal your uh, your names because I know your last EP was oh, called uh, the Legacy. Oh, a lot of people use Legacy. I mean, I, I just saw a post on um, um, the, the Sensation event. It's okay. also called the Legacy. So. Yeah. So yeah. if you're if you're listening to this and you want to listen to a gr- good EP, EP, right? Yes. Yeah. EP. Uh, go get go cop the. The EP of Deems, it's called the Legacy. Oh, oh, oh they got they got away because I took it out. I took uh, I took the record out of the digital stores. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, because I want to re-release it, but on vinyl. Okay, yeah. Because it suits more with the concept. Yeah. But we'll, we'll we'll talk about it later. Well, but they can still check the music on on YouTube. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have the vinyl, so if you wanna if you wanna buy it, you can uh, you can do a bidding war, and I'll sell the I'll sell the Legacy EP <laughs> from Deems. <laughs> At least seven figures. So, uh, so, um, so, any more books that, oh yeah, you, so, that you can suggest and then inspire you? Because uh, I know that a lot of people are curious about the type of books you read. Okay, so I'll share one more book, and um, this book changed everything for me. And so, what as I said earlier, it's not necessarily that the books that you read are great, but it's just that you read the book that is great. So in this case, I um, it was 2005, and as the Dutch people know, in Holland there's nothing inspirational on the TV. Like, literally, you won't get inspired when you put on the TV in Holland. It's like just stupid shows. And um, in 2005, there was one show, it was on SBS, and um, it was called The Apprentice from Donald Trump. And the, Donald Trump is this real estate mogul from uh, from the States. And uh, at that time, I was this young guy. I was not successful with business yet. Um, I was getting into personal development and stuff. And every Thursday night, The Apprentice was on SBS around 8.30 in the evening. And every Thursday night, I, I watched it because it was really inspirational. And so here's this authentic, uh, charismatic, strange billionaire guy who's doing the show, and he's firing everybody, and it was exciting, you know, it was really exciting. And at that time, I never read a book about anything, and uh, except for the books I had to read for my for, for, for school. And we went on um, on um, on a holiday for a week with my in-laws, with, uh, with the parents of Daniela. And uh, I was walking around the Schiphol at the airport, and I saw a book from Donald Trump, it's called How to Get Rich. And uh, I was like, oh man, I, I, I think I need to buy that book. And it was so funny because at that time we were going to Tenerife, and uh, and I started reading that book. And it was in English, which was which was another stretch for me because my English at that time wasn't good. And uh, but I started reading the book, and I couldn't put away the book anymore. I was addicted to the book, like his ideas, and I didn't get a lot of stuff he was talking about because it was all new for me. Mm. He's talking, he's, he's talking about thinking big and stuff. I was like, what do you talk about? I don't get what you mean. And but it was inspiring, and it was in. Uh, so that book led to uh, reading another one of his books, and so then I bought um, How to Be a Billionaire from Donald Trump, and then I bought his older book, The Art of the Deal, and so I got into reading uh, books. So I every day I went to the office, Senseo, Earl Mann, 
and then when I had to go to the restroom, I was reading two minutes of Donald Trump, and when I, whatever, I was reading all the time, because it was inspirational, and at that time, on the internet, there was no inspirational stuff, mm-hmm. ex- except for a guy, at least, I couldn't find anything, and um, so, it might not be the best book you'll ever read, the book How to Get Rich, but it changed everything for me, because he opened up the world about business and personal development to me, and, um, and uh, so... And you can think or say whatever you want about Donald Trump nowadays, but um, again, he's one of the guys I should I should be grateful for because. Yeah, but I also think there's a big difference between um, him being the way he is, like his political views, mm-hmm. etc., and him the being entrepreneur. a businessman. Yeah, exactly. And he's a brilliant businessman, and his political views, whatever you know, mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. But his business uh, skills are. Like, like, really interesting, and he's a, he's an interesting character. So, um, did your uh, iPhone just die? No, 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 no. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm still. I'm okay, still okay, 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 okay. <laughs> so, um, no, he's an interesting business character, and um, and 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 great business sense. So, we could all learn from him, and that's we talked about it in an earlier podcast that um, don't invalidate the message because of the messenger, you know, and sure. uh, and uh, yeah, if you don't like his political views or whatever. You know, it's still there's a lot of wisdom, and um, and he's an interesting character. So, uh, I he's on my list to interview for the podcast. So, okay, cool. it's, if any listeners listening and uh, have a have a direct, uh, you know, have an idea to how to approach him, I have some ideas. But uh, I think it's funny to um, funny, no, just not just funny, just just interesting to have him on the on the podcast because. Most people, if they interview a guy like him, it's all always like, oh, how do you start it? And but uh, I would like to really know the nitty gritty about like how does he go through a day, for example? What's his morning ritual, or what does he do when he has a bad time, or whatever? So, um, yeah, I-, I will get him on the podcast. Cool, yeah, cool, 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 cool. Cool. So um, let's wrap up this uh, this this one. Oh yeah, we. I, I, I can um, if I look at all the questions I got. All the questions that are popping up in my mind, we can do like what twenty. Okay, so 20, let's let's 40, get, let's uh, 50. Let, fifty. Let's let's do fifty this uh, this this uh, this day. So cool, man. Thanks and um, and uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, thank you. Thank for you the, for the insight and uh, hopefully uh, the listeners pick something up that they can use in their daily life or their, or their business or whatever they do just to get ahead. Yeah. Thanks, man.